We told you all year we were going to do this video. This is why Ole Miss will beat the Alabama Crimson Tide. Right here on the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, we warned everybody about this video. We're going to do it. This is why Ole Miss will beat Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, I'm Stephen Willis, host of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, And also, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. So that sounds pretty cool indeed. Um, also, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. And, of course, participate by commenting down below and upvoting the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. Anyway, for newcomers, I do this video every game week. This is the Why Ole Miss Will Win game. This is not a prediction, even though if you look at my prediction yesterday, I did predict Ole Miss to win the game, along with Luke Robinson from Locked On Bama, by the way. But this is why I do think Ole Miss will win the game. And I think that's that's an important distinction to make, if that makes sense at all. Why will Ole Miss win the game? Well, the main reason Ole Miss will win this game is Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins. Ole Miss has not lost a game this year where both of those were available. I mean, that's a factual statement. We've done a video this week about Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside and talked about Zach Evans and Quinshawn and the things they can provide. And they have the ability to stretch out an accordion, this Alabama defense, sideline to sideline, while the receivers stretch it out vertically, giving a lot of space in the field for players like Jackson Dart to run the football. I think Jackson Dart running the ball will be an absolute weapon Saturday. But... All of this is going to be available, and all of this is going to be a thing because of Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins, two of the potential best running backs in the country, probably the two best running backs in the Southeastern Conference, even over Jameer Gibbs, even over Chris Rodriguez, um, the guys at Georgia. There's some good backs in the conference, but I'll take these two over anybody. Absolute monsters playing running back. Now, another reason that I think Ole Miss will win this game this weekend is what I call Lane Kiffin surprises. So when we go out there in the script, pay attention to the script because there's something that is going to be drawn up either to set up a play later in the game or actually take advantage of something they've seen in the film. So whether it's a double move on the outside, I expect a deep shot to be taken whether or not it was a running back or the way they set up the play, it's designed to attack a, an area of the defense that in the course of normal football, it might be hidden. But they found this weakness, and they found two or three plays to attack that weakness. And until Alabama stops us attacking that weakness, they're going to do it over and over and over again. And whenever they do that, there's going to be a play built off of it and a play built off of it. Lane Kiffin is an offensive genius for a reason, period. But that is something you can pay attention to. Also, 
Thanks everybody for watching this video. I'm recording this a little bit early because of Tropical Storm Nicole. Hurricane Ian came through, shut me down for a couple of days um, before the Kentucky game. Happened on a Thursday. This is going to happen on a Thursday. Um, Hurricane Nicole is going to come basically right over my house. So maybe this will happen and be the same thing. I don't think it'll be quite as bad as Ian, but we'll see. Anyway, thank you very much for that. So the two things we're talking about right now is Zach Evans and Quinchon Judkins. Duh. Lane Kiffin surprises. Those are the two major things to keep an eye on. And they're probably going to be the reasons Ole Miss win the game, save for the next one or two that I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to tell you that in the second half. But, man, Zach Evans is Mr. Outside, and that's what I'm going to call him. They're going to be Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside to me for um, the duration, essentially. Absolutely phenomenal players. Zach Evans on the outside is a weapon. The other team knows he's a weapon. If you saw what he did at 75% against Texas A&M, you would say he was a weapon, too. He had like eight carries for 75 yards. And you know the kid from Houston wanted to show out against Texas A&M. I mean, that's, that is his local school. But against Alabama, this is the game all of these players signed up for. When they transferred to the SIP, this is the game that all of them were looking towards. You're going to get their best effort. If you have a situation, I think, where you know you play good for the first half, you're bad for the second half, or bad for the first half and good for the second half and can't quite put it all together, this may be the first game where that actually happens. These are going to be players that are extremely locked in. Because I've told people all the time, um, Bama's roster is the most talented Ole Miss will face. Period. They lost to LSU. They beat A&M. Those are the two other supremely talented rosters they have faced. And we'll see how this happens. What goes down. With Arkansas and LSU kicking off at 11 o'clock and Ole Miss kicking off at 2.30, you'll know by kickoff if the Ole Miss-Alabama game is everything you thought it would be last Wednesday before the Alabama-LSU game. But you have to be careful and guard against inflation and deflation, depending on the result of the game. You need to kind of be even-killed and attack this thing. Basically go at it like um, LSU won the game, and you have to keep going and keep this thing alive until the game at Texas A&M. Because I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Texas A&M, decent team, okay? Not great, decent. The record is not good, but they have pieces to where they can rise up and get you. That's what I mean by that. If Ole Miss wins out, beats Alabama, beats Arkansas, beats Mississippi State on Thanksgiving, that game on Saturday between LSU and Texas A&M do you, can you imagine how much pressure will be on LSU for that game? Can you imagine exactly what that would be like? Can you imagine what the LSU players will be going through? Can you imagine the amount of pressure that is going to be on that game? Because Ole Miss is done. LSU just has one game left. So, that is an interesting sec, um, thing. I've got off on a little bit of a rant 
um, here. But uh, Zach Evans, Quinshawn Judkins, and Lane Kiffin surprises. Now, what do I mean by Lane Kiffin surprises? Lane Kiffin surprises would be 20 personnel, 21 personnel. That'd be two tight end, two running backs and a tight end, or two running backs and no tight end, depending on how you want to line up. Do you want to take a slot receiver off the page, or do you want to take um, a tight end out off the field? The, the second running back is going to be doing what the other one does anyway. So, Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans are probably the two best players that Ole Miss has at the moment. There's rumors that Michael Trigg might suit up against Alabama. I do not know. The staff and injuries, there's no reason to even ask them. We'll see how it goes. But I think there's going to be a few surprises that we'll see. I expect Ole Miss to be in powder, powder white um, on Saturday. Like I said, I'm recording this on Wednesday because of Tropical Storm Hurricane Nicole. And we'll see exactly what it looks like. It should be really good. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football this season. It's crazy easy. You go to the Underdog website, create an account, and look at the different pick'em choices for the Almost Rebels each week. You know, I would say Jackson Dart might be under of what he's predicted because he might have a high number. But I think Quinn John Judkins could jump up higher than is what's predicted. He's going to be the Mr. Inside to Zach Evans, Mr. Outside, and those together could form a nasty little weapon. So go to the underdog and make your own picks just like I did. And, you know, it's easy to play, and it's available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just Ole Miss and decide if they'll finish higher or lower. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Deposit 100 bucks, get 100 bucks free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or as the way I prefer, the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store and the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, hit the bell for notifications. Comment down below and upvote. Also, for your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So in the first segment, we talked about Zach Evans, Quinshawn Judkins, and Lane Kiffin's surprises. The third segment is, I think, Jackson Dart. I think Ole Miss is going to win this game because of Jackson Dart. If Jackson Dart plays well, Ole Miss wins the game. If Jackson Dart plays okay, Ole Miss doesn't win the game. This game will be on Jackson Dart's shoulders, and this will be the reason. This game is the reason he was recruited to begin with. If it wasn't for him being recruited for this game, the quarterback right now would be Luke Altmaier, period. But Jackson Dart provides a little bit extra that Luke Altmaier could not provide. Jackson Dart, I don't even worry about 
him being turnover prone or whatever. His grasp of the offense is exactly where it needs to be and has gotten better and better and better each week. Just amazing. His numbers might not show it, but the, his operation running the offense absolutely shows it. He's gotten better and better. And against Texas A&M, he was really good. And Jackson Dart has nine touchdown passes in the last four games. You don't even think about that. He has a chance to throw for 26, 2,700 yards this season and so many touchdowns. And you don't even realize that all that's going on because of the operation and the machine-like nature of this offense moving forward. And it's, it's on him. He gets credit for that. Lane Kiffin gets credit for that, but he gets credit for that too. And I think it's important to realize exactly what he brings to the table. So I think Ole Miss could take a step and win the game because of a performance from Jackson Dart. And finally, this is the last reason that I am going to give why Ole Miss will win the game. The defense will play well. Okay, I'll wait. Just let me, done when you're, let me know when you're done. Okay. The defense will play well. Now, I don't mean the defense will play like last year's Georgia team. This team will not be that. I've put out information on Twitter. I've done everything that I can do to people to tell what this defense is. And they choose, I guess, not to listen to it because they want last year's Georgia. They don't understand why we do the things that we do. The one way to attack this defense is murder ball. Joyless murder ball. Alabama can't really play that. They don't have that guy. They don't have the Brian Robinson, the Derrick Henrys, the Mark Ingrams, the guys that Alabama has been known for. They don't have that guy. Jameer Gibbs, fantastic running back. Count the number of times against LSU he ran between the tackles. Every time they needed to run the ball between the tackles, they brought in Roydell Williams. Now, I'm not saying that Alabama is bad at doing anything. I am saying that Ole Miss's defense matches up better against Alabama than you would think. Last year was a horrible matchup. Brian Robinson and just absolutely, that was like a retro back to the joyless murder ball of, you know, Jim McElwain. This was different. Outside and in space, Jameer Gibbs is absolutely a fantastic player. He is their leading receiver. He is an athlete. He is Alvin Kamara basically running option routes out there. There's stuff that they do that is NFL level with Jameer Gibbs. His forte is not running the ball downhill between the tackles. They're going to bring in Jace McClellan or give the ball to Rodale Williams every single time. So it becomes imperative that Ole Miss tackles well. If you do not tackle well, just like I said yesterday, the fourth quarter at Arkansas is possible because all these five stars everywhere, they can rise up and get you. You have to be sure. You have to be focused. You have to be on it, and you have to want to do it. If you do that and you tackle well, all of a sudden this defense is going to do enough. This, this offense from Alabama is not disciplined. If you can force false starts and put them in long yardage, you have a chance to be successful and start stringing together possessions to where they don't go down and score that gives a little bit of momentum for your offense 
and gives them the ability to do what they need to do. The stuff that I talked about, Zach Evans and Quinchon Judkins and the Lane Kiffin surprises and Jackson Dart, all of that becomes more possible because of what the defense does. Now, I don't think the defense is going to keep Bama below like 24. But it'll be important for them to play well. It needs to be hard for Alabama. That's the important thing. If you cut on the game and you're like, okay, <clears throat> which team is it, ha- is, is it more hard to move the ball against the other? LSU and um, Alabama? That was obviously Alabama. Alabama had a much more hard time moving the ball. Which team between Alabama and Ole Miss is having the more difficult time moving the football? That will be a major key to go, and that will be an indicator of whether or not it's working or not. You know, people like Tavius um, Robinson, J.J. Pegee, Cedric Johnson, Jared Ivey, those cats on the defensive line, going up against the Alabama offensive line. I do think that they had a chance over the bye week to put in something defensively, especially for this Alabama team. And maybe for the next two weeks. I don't know. Should be a really good game. This is a game that I'm really looking forward to. I've told you this all week. I'm looking forward to this game. And it's not because that I think Ole Miss can win this game. I think this matchup is intriguing. Which Alabama will we get? Now, on the road, they haven't been very good, but up in Arkansas, they went up 28 nothing and looked like a million bucks. Arkansas is like 68th in the Power Five in explosive plays. Ole Miss is like 12th. So those explosives are a big deal. If we can make Alabama work it, make Alabama drive the field, especially in a situation where they want to throw the ball. Bryce Young went through the ball, I think, last year for 180 yards or something like that. They didn't have to because of Brian Robinson, but that's all they threw it, threw it for. So all of this will be interesting. And I think it will be important for everybody to see what's going on anyway because it's going to be a fantastic game. But this, that is why I think Ole Miss will win the football game. And in the um, next segment, we'll have Derek Vandegrift that comes on. He's um, going to do a weekly segment for me. Like I said, I'm recording this early because of the hurricane. So if it's past due, anything's past due, do I, do I apologize for it. If you thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Ole Miss listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. Now, in 2019, I had major brain surgery. I mean, I tell you that every time I read this um, ad. And because of it, I guess it was the amount of time that my brain touched the oxygen in the room. I don't know what reason, but after it, I became more forgetful. And I forget that I set the security system once or twice a week. I mean, it's crazy. Alarm goes off, get a call give them the password, and they're like, yes, okay, Mr. Willis. And they cut it off, and it was like, if they do this for the worst, the worst customer in the history of customers, what would they do for you? I mean, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 or something like that by U.S. News and World Report, like a third year in a row. I mean, this is a solid group. But 
This is what's important. They will do that. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology, exclusive from SimplySafe, to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. They know what's going on. They have it going. So don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system I recommend, period. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate with the comment section down below, as well as upvoting the video. We'd appreciate it very much. I am joined by Derek Vandegriff. We are going to talk about Ole Miss and Alabama. Um, we have a hurricane. We're just full disclosure, recording this on Wednesday because a hurricane is supposed to hit us at 7 in the morning tomorrow. So I don't want you guys to go without on Friday in case I'm out of power. So, Derek, uh, what do you think the headlines are for Ole Miss in Saturday's game? Uh, well, as, as far as the Ole Miss-Alabama game goes, I mean, it's it's got to be us establishing the run. You know, we've we got to stick to our identity, and, and we've, we've got to impose our will. That offensive line's got to – Got to do some work, and you got to have a lot of Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans. You know, kind of like you said earlier in the week on the podcast. You know, that's that's the key to this game here because it's a completely different offense when both of those backs get touches because they're so different, but they're so incredibly talented in the in in the ways that they do run the ball. You know, it's two completely different ways that you have to guard the the inside and the outside. Quinshawn's so good at finding gaps and making that one cut and going straight up the middle, you know, there between the tackles. And then Zach Evans, you know, if you ever get him outside the tackles in space, whether it be on a, a jet sweep, tall, anything like that, uh, or just a swing pass, something, you know, if you, you get him into open field and you better watch out because he's, he's a special player that, that can do big things with the ball in his hands out there. So so that's one thing I'm looking for. You know, those those two guys, Evans should be a lot healthier, I would think, this, this week after uh, – you know, not not playing the LSU game, minimum snaps in the A&M game, and then the bye week here. So that knee should be pretty good, I would think. Uh, so so that's one thing I'm looking for. And then Jackson Dart being able to attack downfield. That's kind of been the M.O. against Alabama the last few years, you know. Uh, and, and we're the kind of offense that is set up to do that if we're able to establish that run game because that's what they're going to focus on is, is getting up to the line, crowding the box, trying to keep our run game in check. And that's when Jackson Dart needs to go over the middle, downfield, and, and find these receivers and make some big plays for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you hit the you hit almost my keys perfectly to the game. Yeah. Um, defensively, I'd also add that I think the defense needs to be really good at tackling this week. It can't be a, yeah. um, a poor tackling day. Yeah, yeah, the – the one play that really bothers me with Alabama coming up is okay, it's, it's it's not your tradi- traditional Alabama team as far as running the ball where they just line up and just ram it down your throats, right? That's not what Jameer Gibbs does. But they are so good at that angle route with the running back coming out of the backfield and getting back up the middle of the field. That's something we're really going to have to watch because he's, he's one of those guys like Zach Evans. If you get him with open space in the middle of the field, I mean, he can absolutely kill you. So that's, that's one thing, probably pass protection with the linebackers or 
the the robber star whatever you want to call that that floating safety that comes up and, and plays the run every now and again and then the safety's in the backfield too you know uh that's that's something we're gonna have to watch for is is defend the middle of the field because uh, it's it's not gonna be your traditional ground and pound alabama offense that you see and uh you know we're kind of catching alabama at a pretty good time right now because bryce young doesn't look like Bryce Young right now. You know, he's still an incredible talent, obviously. You know, we, we kind of talked about this on Tuesday on our Twitter space. When when you hear us talk about these kind of things, it's not a cockiness or that Ole Miss is going to win, but it's just observations. When you see Bryce Young from last year to this year, you can see that shoulder's bothering a little bit. Accuracy's off a little bit. The, the deep ball's not as good as it used to be. Uh, but he's still really good, and he's he's an elite talent that can step up and beat you. So that's something you, that you've got to plan for, and uh, and you got to guard against. Yeah, you think Bryce Young's really healthy? No, no, there's there's no way he's healthy. I mean, <laughs> again, just from his freshman year last year to to this year since that shoulder injury that he had. I mean, you. You see the the accuracy is the big thing, especially on the deep balls. But but even those intermediate ten to fifteen yard plays over the middle, or or uh, you know the the fading stops right there at the at the sidelines, they're they're not quite as on point as they usually are right now. So you you can tell it's bothering him a little bit. He's going to play, and and he's still better than what ninety five percent of America is going to run out there at quarterback because he's that good of a talent. Uh, but if if there was something that you could look for with Bryce Young is is you know that throwing shoulder isn't a hundred percent and uh, you know if if things go a little bit sideways Saturday for him then you know this it wouldn't be completely out of the realm for Bryce Young to say hey I've got a ten million dollar payday ahead of me here in so many months you know let's go ahead and get this thing fixed and shut this thing down uh, and that. That might be something that's in the back of his mind. Uh, it's, it's not something you expect with a Saban-led team, uh, but this isn't really a position they've been in a whole lot, having two losses with, uh, what is it, four games to go, you know, and they're already out of the SEC and national championship race. So that, the mindset of those Alabama players is something I'm going to be watching earlier. How how aggressive are they? How how locked in are they you know it's it's just something that we haven't seen in what probably a decade decade and a half Mm -hmm. at this point yeah and um one thing that everybody needs to pay attention to is the kickoff of the Ole Miss and the um Alabama game is right after the LSU and Arkansas game. yeah yeah if LSU wins that game Alabama is mathematically eliminated yeah if if Arkansas wins that game Ole Miss is playing for first place so that's when you throw the score on the jumbotron and you announce it as loud as you can through the PA system during warm-ups and you let everybody know that this is what this game is about and you let those fans blow the absolute roof off of that place because it is going to be nuts. Yo, uniform-wise, what would you wear? By the time this airs, it'll already be out, but what would you wear? Uh, well, obviously they're going to wear something that we haven't done already this year. Uh I would think that it would be something powder related. Now I'm not I'm not sure what all what all combinations we have done this year. I haven't dug that deep into that. But uh honestly I would love to see us go back to to the Eli Manning days there, you know, in, in Vault Hemingway Stadium, but I'm sure we've already worn the navy, navy gray already, haven't no, we? We have oh, have we not? 
No. Okay, give me navy. The, uh, the, yeah, the OGs are still on the table too with the yeah. navy red gray. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that that'd be good. But I was I was watching some of the flips of that Eli Manning game early when when he hit toward Sanford down the sideline there, and then you know the swing pass to Joe Gunn to get us into the end zone to finally beat Alabama. That that was actually the first time we beat Alabama in my lifetime at that point. Like I, I didn't even think it was possible at that point. And uh, you, you so, were yeah, born he, after '88. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you give me some man, I'm old. If you give me some navy, navy gray, I'm 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 all in on that. Just from a nostalgia standpoint. This is my feeling on the uniforms moving forward. I think um, they're going to do powder, powder white against Alabama. Okay. But that leaves the OGs, the navy, red, gray for the Mississippi State for game. Mississippi State, yeah. Okay. And if yeah. and if Miss goes to Atlanta, it's navy, navy gray. Well, well, you messed up there, Stephen. You said if we go to Atlanta, we're going to Atlanta. Okay. This yeah. this is the full confidence podcast going on right now. We're we're going back in a time machine, back to baseball season right now. Okay. I'm I'm telling you what's going to happen. We're going to beat Alabama. We're running the table. Arkansas is going to beat LSU. We go to Atlanta beat Georgia and make it to the playoffs. So y'all don't even have to watch from here on out. Yeah. Um, not not a um, joke or anything, but since this podcast existed, we've gone to the Sugar Bowl, won a baseball national yeah. championship. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it's, it's it's kind of good karma right now. Yeah. That's, so, uh, that's kind of what's led to my, to my uber confidence that I have going on ever since I've been on this hey, podcast. Things just seem to be going well. Yeah, I, I, I'm all about confidence. I, yeah. Whether it's justified or not, I'm all about it. And <laughs> it, it's, it's great. Let's, let's do it. I'm ready. But, yeah. you know, if Ole Miss beats Bama, and I, I just – I honestly feel like LSU is going to get beat and Ole Miss is going to beat Bama, and it's going to set up that game, another chance to exercise demons yeah, in Fayetteville. Um, yeah, yeah, and then – you know, we we talked about this a little bit Tuesday on our Twitter space. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, if y'all are on Twitter and all that, you you get a lot of good content on Tuesday night from us on those Twitter spaces. Y'all should join mm-hmm. in there. But but yeah, we we kind of talked about it's kind of the year of exercising demons, right? When you go back to the baseball team, you know, with uh, uh, not not only getting to Omaha, but you have to get through Arkansas to get to the national mm-hmm. championship. And you got to go through Hattiesburg to get to Omaha, and then you're down in Coral Gables, and you've got to beat two teams that put you out of Super Regionals mm-hmm. that kept you out of Omaha, and it was just one long stretch, one after another. Not to mention the midweight game in Hattiesburg that boosted that RPI before we mm-hmm. ended up going on to Baton Rouge and sweeping that series there. You know, it was just one after another, after another, after another. So yeah, it kind of feels like it's it's kind of our year it's to set up to that way. Yeah. Love yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm all in on that theory. Yeah, and I, we just have to wait until like um the conference season in basketball to see how they do. But football wise, I think we should be all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. We'll, one point lead over Alcorn State that makes me a yeah, little bit nervous. We'll, we'll sit here and wait on the basketball team. Yeah. So um, other than um, those two games, what are you paying attention to this week? Oh man, you know. I, I'm really interested in the A&M and Auburn game, and and that's kind of based Why? off of, but because it's kind of based <laughs> on the LSU Arkansas game because that's the other team that has a chance to beat LSU if Arkansas okay. doesn't get it done right. 
you know, you you get Wegman back, and and he played incredible against us. Like it was one of those things where you see the five star true freshman getting his first start against Ole Miss, and you think, Good Lord, here we go again, because he looked good out there. Um, and so I, I assume he'll be back this week after missing last week with the flu. Uh, it's it really blows my mind they're underdogs at Auburn, uh, mm. but it's there's a lot of really really funky lines this week. Uh, not only that one, but the one up in Fayetteville. You know, uh, we talked about it a little bit a couple of days ago, but uh, you know, LSU only being three point favorites. That should really give Ole Miss fans some excitement to tune in because Vegas thinks that Arkansas has a real shot at winning that game. And uh, Arkansas is one of those places that's one of the hardest places in the in the SEC to play. I mean, it's just one of those weird places with the high altitude. It's going to be cold this weekend. Uh, LSU coming off that really, really big win against Alabama. So, obviously, I'll, I'll be tuned in uh, – there at 11 o'clock. But, yeah, that, that A&M-Auburn game kind of has me interested because I, I want to see if A&M can get some momentum going. You know, they win this game, go beat UMass. And if it and comes to – you're playing for a bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's it. you got LSU coming mm-hmm. into Kyle Field with bowl eligibility on the line and potentially Ole Miss really, really needing that five-star class that Lane Kiffin has spent two weeks talking about rising mm-hmm. up to the occasion and actually living up to the name and the dollar signs that that it took to get them. You know, people talk all the time, this time of year, they're not really true freshmen. They're not really true freshmen. It's time for Texas A&M's players to not play like true freshmen. It's basically Moose Muhammad and Evan Stewart and a bunch of dudes at this point. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and, and that's what they are. They are a bunch of dudes, you know. I mean, Mm -hmm. and and that's what you kind of hang your hat on whenever you have to go play on you. You have that in the back of your mind. You see them play all year, and you think, well, you know, you, you should beat A&M regardless if it's on the road or at home or whatever. But, frankly, they're a really poorly coached team. Gen- yeah, they really I mean, are. It just seems like that it's really pa- – the, the game is past Jimbo by at this point, you know, and, and maybe he figures it out and, you know, goes more to a CEO role and lets people call plays and all that. Uh I'll believe it when I see it. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. The, from a talent standpoint, it's all there. And then that's kind of what, what gives you hope when, when those teams go and play Texas A&M that maybe they can get it done for you. Yeah. Is, is somebody like Emory Ballard um, showing up in today's football and he knows all this stuff that can happen with the wishbone. He has yeah. everything, the splits and everything needs to be played. The 230-pound offensive lineman. And yeah. that would get absolutely destroyed yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. The my my favorite uh, quote to Emory was uh, when when Billy Brewer told him said, "You know, Emory, I told you, God's an Ole Miss fan." Oh, by the way, in 1984 or 85, I forget the year, um, in Veterans Memorial Stadium down in Jackson, we chanted um, at the end of the game, "Emory is a memory." Make Emory a memory. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard all about it. Yeah. I have. Yeah, th- th- those games down in Jackson against State were pretty were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely heard a lot of stories about uh, about the Egg Bowls down there. You know, uh, I, I wasn't old enough to get down there and experience them myself. Yeah, I've, 
I've definitely heard that they were a heck of a lot of fun. I actually went into, a, I had some buddies live down Starkville, and they were going into this shoe place that was also like a memorabilia-type store, too, for a bunch of Mississippi State stuff. They had all these pictures all over the walls of all these great games in Mississippi State history, you know. I'm just kind of sitting there looking at them. This uh, store clerk comes up to me, and he says, well, Sir, can, can I help you with something? I said, Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for something very specific. And they said, oh, okay, well, you know, we, we probably have it, you know. Uh, what what are you looking for? I said, I'm, I'm looking for a picture of the Immaculate Deflection. Yeah. And they said, sir, you are in the wrong store. <laughs> I, was, I, I was at that game. My, I watched that from my dad's shoulders. Um, nice. it's, it's one of the most amazing moments for me in Ole Miss yeah. history because it was a 27-yard field goal. Mississippi yeah. State had an all-SEC, all-American level kicker. The ball yeah. was going straight through the uprights. Right the Mississippi forward. State fans stood up and was cheering, going crazy. And then as yeah. it came down, they sat down, and the Ole Miss people stood up. And uh, it, it, absolutely nuts. I think on Twitter, um, I think Mike Mike Fitzsimmons played in that game. Um, oh. he, he's on Twitter, so if you see him from time to time. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it was absolutely surreal. It was it's still my favorite moment of all yeah. when it comes yeah, to yeah. football. I actually had that exact same story told to me the from from a buddy of mine that was at the game, and and he mm-hmm. said, you know, it was the same thing. You know, it was this great kicker, and as soon as it leaves his foot, you look at it going right between the uprights, and all the state fans rise up and mm-hmm. cheer, and then you see the big wind gust blow it right back, falls short, and everybody just sits down. All the Ole Miss fans rise mm-hmm. up, you know. Uh, that that would have been something really cool to experience. That was a cool moment. And also, if you um, go on YouTube, and it's on YouTube, the yeah. person um, doing the Ole Miss video on that immaculate deflection is David Kellum before he was the voice oh, of yeah. the Rebels. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that before. So, yeah, that was back when I think um, Stan Torgerson was doing play-by-play for Ole Miss football. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, are you going to the game this weekend? No, no, I'm not. Uh, I actually did get offered a ticket today and had to think about it really hard. But I, I decided to stick it out with my dad. I've been watching it with him every every game this season. So I'm going to go back up to his house and uh, sit there and watch it with him. You know, we're going to start at 11 o'clock. Uh, Woo Pig, you know, we're, we're going to be calling the Hogs there for, you know, three, four hours leading up to the Ole Miss game. And hopefully Arkansas can pull it out for us. And then we're going to sit down and uh, – you know, we're we're going to watch Ole Miss pull this thing out. I really think we're going to do it. All right, give me a prediction before we get out of here. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> 28-24 Rebels. How about that? Uh, hey, I came up with, um, I think, 27-21. That, that was my prediction. Um, okay. Yes, we're, we're, so that's pr- pretty close. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Derek, thank you very much for filling in for me today. Just this dang hurricane. I just don't want to risk not being able to do a show. Yeah, yeah, I get it, man. It ain't no problem. I love hopping on here talking Ole Miss and uh, can't wait for Saturday. Woo pig and hotty toddy. All right. Outstanding. Hotty toddy.